0: Coming, guys, Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. It's an honor to see you Aaron. Thank you for having us. Nice to meet you. So, yeah. Get some lights in here. How long has it been man? We were just talking uh, about that. Um, when did you leave Monterey? So actually yeah that story that I was just kind of going to bring up which is so in common with the podcast is 2007 I think is is when is when I took off from there. That's when I got the DUI. That's the last yeah. day I worked for you because I was working for you for a couple years. Yeah and so it's um, been about 15 years so yeah 2007 15 years man that's crazy fucking time just flies and i went to harley right after that and i was only supposed to go to harley (laughs) for one year and then i was supposed to come back once i got my license yeah but that that never fucking happened (laughs) and now we're here here we are yeah
1: man and what's crazy is that i lived down here for the last two and a half years a block away
0: from yeah that's literally
1: right right down the street
0: Dude, I was just thinking, when you told me you were at Ceremony, I was like, how cool would it have been if I ran into you at Ceremony, like, you know, a year ago, two years ago?
1: So we just went in there, but it was closed, so we just went to Black
0: Market. Yeah. Another little spot there,
1: but I was telling her, this is a cool little area, you know? Very. Because I was down here for um, Australia Media, so I was running the stations in uh, Burbank, the studios over there, for the last two and a half years. But I used to be Lieberman, right? Lieberman used to be, yeah, but he... He lost it in bankruptcy, but he got paid. He got, he cashed out. Yeah. The, um, the company that loaned him the money basically gave him over 300 million plus. And when he gave him the keys, it wasn't even worth that much. So he essentially sold it in the long run. I mean, you know, uh,
0: random thing. My, you know, my ex used to live there. That's why we moved to LA and, -hmm. and, um, Beatrice. Yeah. Beatrice. And. Fucking weird story, man. Back in the days, I had, like, a few sprints, Sprint phones, and I was selling it on Craigslist, and this guy was like, I'll buy your phone. I was like, all right, cool, man. He's like, let's meet in Beverly Hills. And I was like, no problem. Shoot out to Beverly Hills, and, he, you know, this guy's in a suit, and he's an attorney and whatever. And he goes, um, he goes, yeah, let, let, let's call the service and transfer it, and then I'll pay you out. I go, no problem. And uh, I call, and they're like, what's your name? I'm like, Roberto Valderrama. And they're like, and he looks at me, and he goes, I, I know you. And I go, you. No, bro, you don't know me. I'm not. I, I'm not related to Wilmer Valderrama. Blah blah blah. You know whatever. I don't know you, dude. He's like, I know you. So I'm giving my pin. This that that. I finished the phone call with the uh, customer care. And when I hang up the phone, he says, uh, "Your wife is Beatrice." Blah blah blah. Your son is Nicholas. Blah blah blah. And uh, and you live in Burbank. And I'm like, Oh, I'm like, all right. What's 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 happening all Right? <laughs> what the fuck's going on? And he says, I was the, go, go figure. There was a legal matter with Beatrice. Go figure. Go figure. Right? Surprise. That never happens, right? <laughs> and um, and he says, I was representing Lieberman on the case. And oh. I'll tell you another thing. She settled for such little money. She could have got so much more. And I was like, well, how did I come into the fucking picture? Yeah. And he goes, I heard about you guys' separation. I was going to call you up and see if I get some dirt. But I figured I wouldn't do it. And I was like, bro, just pay me my fucking phone. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, what the fuck is give me this? But what world. a small world, huh? Small world. Yeah, so I heard Lieberman was suffering, you know, yeah. dealing with consequences. But, <laughs> you know, like at the time that they
1: did the deal, they valued it at $500 million, $550 million, whatever. So they, the investors thought they were, you know, $200 million in equity. Yeah. But by the time they gave him the money, the $300 plus million, and by the time that he didn't pay the notes a couple years later... He, I mean, it was not even worth that much, you know. Yeah. So essentially, he sold it for a good price, and these poor bastards, you know, thought they were getting two hundred million in equity. And by the time they took it, and all of a sudden, they got a network in, a, in an industry that is essentially dead, you know, television. The generation, Roost generation, you know, the girls—they they don't watch television. It's all about when you and I were doing the business together, Robert, and TV. When you and I were at Univision. They did, you know, five, six hours a day, people watch television. Right. Now it's five, six hours, if not more, on social media, on their phone. You know, yeah. Scrolling, whether Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, you know, Twitter, whatever. I mean, it's everything. and every. Even, you know, when you get to Netflix, even people that do watch on the screen, it's, it's usually Netflix, yeah. Prime, Hulu,
0: you know. No, but even the Netflix in that screen is still on a mobile device. Yeah. It's still on an it's iPad. It's
1: streaming, but it's not broadcast television. I,
0: I really want to dive into that and get your opinion, but real quick, how would you introduce yourself and what's your background you are my friend you were my boss and you were a mentor to me and and you you have a place in my heart that you're well, fucking you. amazing I appreciate but for that. the public how would you introduce yourself
1: uh, yeah i don't that's a complicated answer i guess i don't yeah. I, I don't know i um try to leave things better than I found them. I don't know. I don't know how to describe myself. I mean, I came from the Midwest. I, I moved out here, went to college chasing a girl. Didn't even go to college to, to get a degree, but after four years, <laughs> chasing, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <That> works, <yeah. laughs> got a so degree and moved out changed. to, you know, I was a Kansas boy, and they said, uh, we'd like to move, you know, we'd like to, NBC was basically like to take you to California. You tell a Kansas boy, California, I mean, it's marketed as one big beach, yeah Every, everybody's a blonde in convertibles i mean that's that's how no. california and of course i fly to fresno and it was like, wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> hold, I, it. hold it i thought kansas was the farmland but um yeah i don't know how to describe that I, I would say that uh i'm i'm young at heart and um definitely enjoy life i've always been a hedonist of sorts you know pursuit yeah. of pleasure of course but trying to find that balance you know to be content and um but try to make things better. And I found them. I don't know. I don't know how to describe that other than whether it's my relationships with people or my job or,
0: well, you're very modest because, because the, the way that I see you, you, your corporate background, you were running one of the largest television, Hispanic networks in the central coast you were the director of broadcasting of yeah. blah blah of the planet yeah, yeah. earth or some <laughs> shit fucking of the galaxy yeah, uh, and <laughs> and now you're a fucking entrepreneur and yeah. you have a di- like like a, you're yeah no what I, the this the, creden- guy, huh? the credentials Quien secrete. Quien secrete. <laughs> yeah. the,
1: the credentials are definitely there you know like even when i but they're fucking I, solid I, I bulletproof forget, I, yeah i forget sometimes the things i've accomplished i mean writing writing bills, being the chairman of the board of the California broadcast, you know, being executive vice president of Telemundo and senior vice president of the EntreVision group. And yeah. th- those things, not speaking Spanish, I know that always. And people. not speaking Spanish yeah. throughout the whole time. Yeah, that always. Which always everybody's like, people. what? <laughs> yeah, that always throws people. I, I have a funny story. So I was at NBC, as I mentioned, and I left NBC because they, the president of Univision contacted me to come over. So I went and started talking to my clients, and I was talking to Craig. Craig Tucker owns Bingham Toyota. And I was like, hey, I was young. I was in my 20s. I go, hey, Craig, I'm, I'm going over to Univision. And Craig leans up, and he owns Toyota, Bingham Toyota. And he's like, Aaron, I didn't know you speak Spanish. And I go, I don't. Yeah. And he's like, well, don't you think you should speak Spanish if you're going to run Spanish? And I looked at him. I go, Craig, you sell Toyotas. You speak Japanese. Ooh, and he's, he's <laughs> straight <laughs> out he's like, like touche Yeah, Touché. <laughs> what
0: the fuck <laughs> we'll figure it out <laughs> and, and the story yeah. no, and, and and not only did you run it and control it but you succeeded at it yeah, the, we did the really numbers well. were fucking amazing yeah, the, we did well we definitely we,
1: accomplished our goals which we exceeded them in many cases but yeah so getting back to the Australia you know full circle is that I stayed in television to the point you know as far as I I could I avoided going to New York and the LA's most of the time I I enjoyed the simpler things in life, I guess, you know, the lifestyle, because I could always come to L.A. and New York. always had that opportunity. So this last, my last gig was in L.A. I did it, made that jump, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, it was, I could see the writing on the wall, but, you know, television is not, it's yeah. not the, I mean, back in the 90s, I mean, imagine it was like working at Google and Facebook, and um, today, you know, at that level, or Tesla, or whatever, modern, you know, head leading company, <laughs> Um, but that's what it was like being at NBC back in the day with yeah. Seinfeld because we were selling airtime and
0: they were right here. You know they filmed it right here, right? Right across the street. What? Uh, Seinfeld. Oh, f-
1: love that show. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Seinfeld, ER, Fringe, Frasier, Super Bowl, Summer Olympics, and there was no internet. There was no social media. You know, so it was yeah. like the stories and the you know the the experiences had working in California at NBC during that time. Mm-hmm. You know. It used to be back in the day, everyone would come from work, come to work the next day, and they would all talk about the show. Yeah. They would, you know, like around the, they'd always
0: say the water cooler. Well, well, before (laughs) they even got to that, you got to understand, it was a scheduled show. So mm-hmm. you spent you all week waiting for Monday <laughs> yes. to be eight o'clock yep. and then you had to tell the whole family, shut shut up, don't talk, don't talk, mom, can we before or after? And then you sat down there and you watched the fucking show, yeah. sat through the commercials, <laughs> yeah. finished it, called your friends, how fucking great is that? Then the next day you're at work and yeah. then, you know, the there water cooler talk, there, like it's, 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 it's wild, the amount of energy that was put into it. Yeah. Is, and is, the world's changed. I and mean, the world, yeah.
1: It's, it's completely, you know, I'm not saying anything surprising, anything knows, but. So now I'm, I'm, uh, I made a shift after 30 years in television to, to be, um, well, I started the tequila company 10 years ago, El Jefe Tequila. Um, that's done very well, but then COVID obviously. congratulations Yeah. Thank you. That slowed things down, but we have new bottle, new launch. We, we sponsor the world champ, Jose Ramirez, two-time world champion, sponsor Laguna Seca races. We sponsor a lot of concerts, Snoop Dogg, Nas. We do the Cali roots, Grizzly Fest, um, that's a that's amazing. That's be, fucking so strong. A lot of cool stuff like that.
0: <clears throat> Very um, strong.
1: But you know, currently I I've moved into the healthcare business because I always want to be on the. I want to be in an industry that's growing, or at least, yeah, you know, and the healthcare ain't going anywhere. profitable. Profitable, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that helps. Super profitable. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, it's been a humbling experience, as you said, humble. It's it's great though, enjoying it. Yeah um that's why it was great you're so in the tequila and health that's
0: fucking awesome yeah i know right yeah.
1: it's like uh yeah it's like being the physical trainer that sells candy
0: let's talk <laughs> about your, uh, your t- well who's your guest
1: i'm sorry this is who, ruth.
0: who who is this hi ruth this sexy girl here this is, this is ruth. beautiful woman, this this is is ruth. beautiful woman. This hi ruthie thank you. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> welcome
1: yep
2: I'm glad to
0: be here we're very glad to have you how long have you, you. known Aaron?
2: forever forever no yeah. <laughs> 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 why they pushed you down the slide his mom
0: called your mom <laughs> he was like I meet you next yeah. to the monkey bars yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. actually no, I waited
1: weird. I waited a couple of years for her so I saw a picture of her and I kept saying where they introduced me to Ruth introduced me to Ruth and uh, I finally met her finally met her the first thing I said about six months ago I But, but, but
0: you're, you're leaving so much out like what do you mean you waited and well, uh, so
1: her. I was down here in LA and a friend of mine um his friend her she has a friend that's a mutual friend, so I saw a picture of her. And yeah. I was like, who is this? And, oh, that's Ruth. And I'm like, I want to meet Ruth. So for two years, I bugged the shit out of them. Like, yeah. introduce me to Ruth. And so <laughs> one day, in passing, we were literally, all of a sudden, the girl, her friend, Amna's um, like, hey, Scobie, this is, this is Ruth. And so I immediately beelined for her. And I said, I've been waiting two years to meet you. And she's like, really? cool. Peace out. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. in passing. I was like, that's okay. We'll see. We'll see you again. Yeah. So finally got that opportunity. We re-ran into each other at a dinner. That's fucking amazing. I yeah. Pleasure on, meeting you. I turned on the high
0: beams. <laughs> like, yeah. So not Full leaving. blast. <laughs> yeah. And you locked her down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You ain't going nowhere.
2: No. Yeah. I always tell them wherever you go, I'll follow. Yeah.
1: Spider, I gotta fly. Is <laughs> <laughs> that full fiction? Yeah, yeah.
0: The um, the the tequila. Um, I, I I when I was when I was at Pepperdine, I don't know if I told you, but I got my MBA at Pepperdine, nice. which was Congrats. fucking awesome. No, you Thank did. you. Uh, John Paul came in, uh, the owner yeah. of the founder of Paul Mitchell, and he brought Patron in. He's the, to, he he took over Patron when he took the over Patron. Original owner? No, no, no. He brought in mm-hmm. Patron. Well,
1: he funded Patron. Yeah. And then the guy died. Did that guy that you're referring to? Saint, um, John Paul. John Paul. <clears throat> He's the worst guy to let invest because two companies that he invested Paul Mitchell yeah. and Patron.
0: He's
1: they, not the founder. He's not Paul. Everyone mistakes him as Paul Mitchell. Right. No, 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 no. No, gave, no, There was
0: Paul. Yeah. He gave Paul but, Mitchell. There was Mitchell. And he Mitchell gave, was a stylist. And that was the guy
1: behind it. The right. Name. He died. Right. And he inherited that. Patron. No. no. Paul Mitchell. Oh, the Paul Mitchell. He inherited Paul Mitchell with the invest. He invested. He's the money behind it. Right. Inherited it. That he, you Mm -hmm. know, and then I think the Ron is the owner, the founder of Patron.
0: He loaned him the money, and then he died, and so he inherited. See, because the story that I recall that he told in class when we got to meet him was. Uh, Paul Mitchell, he talked about the whole thing, you know, they, they started building it up. He was, wa- it started here in studio city Yep. and he walked to salon to salon cause he, he used to sell uh, vacuums before that door to door salesman. Wow. Right. The Kirby's, the Kirby's. <laughs> so he had a PO box here. That was the business address and he was walking salon to salon and selling this stuff. <laughs> and then they were trying to get enough orders because they had made a bigger order from a manufacturer or something yeah. and they couldn't pay for it. And they yeah. had to get X amount of money. Push, and yeah. The, yeah. And anyways, the day of the day, they barely were able to fund it. But they ordered shit without being able to pay for it. So that took off. And then as that was building up, I think he said in 1986, 87, he went to um, he, he, one of his uh, – he was building a house in Studio City. And he was talking to a guy that was flying back and forth from Mexico. And he was bringing the <clears> Spanish <throat> tile. And he goes, hey, man, like, bring, bring me – like try to find the the best tequila you can find out there like something really good different because in the 80s, it was Jose Cuervo, which was like, yeah, the cheap. it was gasoline. Like, it they was just a, disgusting. They had a worm like, in it. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> the, the one that had, they had worm. the worm in it was the good one. Like, <laughs> the, <laughs> the regular one, like, it was, it was like $10 a bottle. Like, Prevented here you go. It, it, was, it was disgusting. So, the story is, the guy brings a tequila, and he goes, this is fucking amazing. He starts going, again, on Ventura Boulevard, bar to bar, and he would tell the bartender, pour me a shot for both of us. He'd pour, they'd pour two shots, and then he'd pull out his briefcase. they would drink it <laughs> He'd pulled out this, and then the guy was like, "That's pretty fucking good." And anyways, that's how he started yeah. pushing it. So but I didn't know. Re- a- read
1: the book, Patron Way. <clears throat> Patron so Way. That was something that
0: all of us, so the group,
1: me and my partners. Um, but yeah, he, he. So Paul, I was. I still call him Paul Mitchell. I know it's yeah, not, his not his name, name. but everyone yeah. mistakes the guy. You know. Because he has that distinguished look, and he's even in the commercials, right? With the long of black course. point. But he literally—maybe inv- it's Mabel. I'm just, he, that's yeah, not even he, I he invested. Um, yeah, he was the money behind both Paul Mitchell and Patrón. Right. And the the tr- I'm going to say the true founders, the ones that were their idea, the ones that created it, both passed away.
0: Mm, yeah,
1: And it's like lightning in a bottle twice for this guy. Right. But do not ever.
0: Take money. <laughs> if you have an idea. <laughs> do not, yeah, do not take money from him. It's a curse. Not. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes fucking yeah. sense, man. So he's he's very successful. Let's talk about your tequila. What's the process of your tequila? Or do you, or do you have a, a silver a reposado yeah, an añejo? Yeah.
1: So we're going to new bottles, um, but we do have the um, blanco reposado añejo with the new one. So what happened was. Um, we had a beautiful boutique-style distillery. Yeah. Um, and um, what ended up happening is George Strait, the country singer, it's like now everybody owns a tequila. Right. right. So we got in this way before George Clooney sold his for a billion, you know, and all of a sudden everybody's eyes are open. And if you th- really think about it. Um, the rock. The, well, I was going to say Jay-Z's a billionaire, right? But it's not because of his singing. It's because of his Ace of Spades and P. Diddy that has Ciroc and and um, the, the other tequila, the <clears throat> Dele Leon, you know. Yeah, so yeah. all these artists and all these people, like even George Clooney. George Clooney sold that Casa after four years, and he found it in 2013, sold it in 17 for a billion dollars. 700 insane. million up front, 300 million over the f- next 10 years to keep him on, his image and light. Right. He made more money. On the tequila, then he did his old, you know, look at um, Connery Rager. He just sold proper 12, started that whiskey yeah. like four years ago, sold it for over $600 million, got his cut. So these guys, the, the liquor businesses, if you make it, it's a small window, but, you know, if you make it, that's it's ridiculous money. If you look at the top five liquors, they're worth more than the top five sports teams. That's insane, you know. I mean, literally, that's insane. You got the Yankees and the Cowboys and Manchester, or yeah. you know, five billion. Well, Tito's, which is founded by one guy in Austin, Texas, or somewhere in Texas, in a in a garage. I mean, it's he's probably worth ten billion, you know, like twice the amount of the Dallas Cowboys. That's fucking, which wild. is crazy, right? Yeah. But <clears throat> anyway, um, so yeah, so we start. So anyway, we had uh, had a great distillery, very boutique, and um, George Strait came down and bought the distillery and, you know, put the prices at a point where it's like he basically didn't want our business anymore. You know, he just wanted to take, which it was a beautiful distillery in terms of the quality and the juice. And now we're actually with one of the largest distilleries, Americanized. It's, it's not that boutique. It's, it's corporate, you know, factory manufacturer. It's a company out of Houston. It actually is the, the owner. Um, But it's, it's definitely we have a long-term they're not we're we don't have to worry about that process because you know that's a that was quite a surprise till all of a sudden you know here we have we're worried about distribution we're worried about the marketing we're worried about all those things just you know keep it's bringing very it the keyless, yeah and all of a sudden now it's like rug gets pulled out from under your feet you know and you're just like wait <laughs> we we gotta we gotta keep the product coming in you know but we're um we're in Tequila Jalisco, you know, and that's the thing. Beautiful place. To be tequila, the three things that you Mm -hmm. must be is it has to be 100% blue agave. It has to be bottled and distilled, distilled and bottled in Jalisco to be tequila. Yeah. Um, Jalisco? Jalisco tequila, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, it doesn't have to be in tequila. Right. But that's the original. Right. But obviously because it's such a big business now. In fact, Jose Cuervo got in trouble because... They're very, as you can imagine, like Champagne, France. It, right. You know, that's why it's or sparkling, Cognac, sparkling wine. If it, you know Champagne, California makes really good "quote unquote" we would call Champagne, but they have to call it sparkling wine, right? Because it's not made in Champagne, it's France. Champa- it's not
0: grapes. And Cognac's another. the same thing, right? <clears throat> Is it? Yeah, because so, if it's not made in Cognac, France, it's, it's brandy. There you go.
1: Same thing. Yeah. So, but um, Jose Cuervo, number one selling overall, because of the well, well drink and the history. <laughs> they and... reported sales. Right. Yeah. Well, at least go Mexico. That that's their whole world and their business. They're like, how you you could not have produced that much volume when you only bought this much blue agave.
0: Right. So they were like, un they momento, were, por favor. They were, yeah, un <laughs> <laughs> <Hold laughs> momento. Qué pasa aquí? Hey. <laughs> Hold on, because
1: basically they weren't. It wasn't 100 percent blue agave. You know what I mean? They were using yeah. the cheaper agave. Right. And then pushing the name so you know it's just like anything you, know, you you hear it in the auto business and vw got in trouble for the emissions or whatever you yeah, like yeah, know cheating pushing and stuff. pushing it yeah, out same thing but anyway yeah it's been you know when we got into it we actually ironically we the, the founder my partner ryan he uh was playing cards and uh with john madden the the old coach the, yeah, yeah the one just passed away the anyway so he's uh, he lives up in carmel and so they're all sitting around playing cards, and my partner owns um, the, the grocery store and the liquor stores in Carmel, right on Ocean Boulevard. So it's a very unique location, right? Because it's the yeah, elite correct. of the elite type thing, and so they're oh, the, the elite. Yeah, it's, know, like, it's, it's like it's like one of those stats, the Hamptons like, of the West, I guess yeah. is the best way to describe Carmel, especially on Ocean Avenue. But um, he he was saying they were talking about brands because they've actually launched a lot of brands and in his store, like um, Airborne. It's from a Carmel teacher that created it in his store. Yeah, uh, the little,
0: airplane, the, yeah, the thing, yeah, the so really? like, Yeah, so he's seen it. So to
1: him, it, he's kind of got a distorted, which is great distorted view, but it's like, it, it's not that easy to build a brand, you know? But he's like, not I've seen this brand start in my store, this store, and now it's, you know, national brand. Everybody's heard of Airborne, and everyone's heard of the, you know. So <clears throat> he had the idea that I would do, um, that he would do, El Jefe Tequila. They liked the term, the name. That was all everyone's talking. Everyone's coming up with all these things. Well, I would have this. And, well, he liked that. It stuck with him because he also owns all the liquor stores down there. So he trademarked it. <clears throat> I was working at Univision. He asked me to lunch and he's like, look, I'm going to start a tequila. I, and this is back when TV and radio were relevant, you know, right. relatives. So he's like, I would like you to be my first person to join partner, you know, yeah. um, Joined the company and uh, helped me do the marketing, and I'm like, no worries. I mean, great, sounds great. El Jefe, I was like, great name, the boss, and and which ironically, Patron means the boss, yeah. yeah. El Jefe, the chief, but still the same concept. But so I, I was like, I'm in. Yeah, I didn't even click that, <laughs> right? Right. So I was like, all right, let's do it. So for two years, we kind of just sat on it, you know, just everyone was doing their job, their thing, and uh, this is when you and I were working together actually. And, and what happened is, um, Daddy Yankee. The, the mm-hmm. rapper, singer... Reggaeton. Daddy Reggaeton. reggaeton yeah, yeah, reggaeton. Okay. So Worldwide, Puerto Rico If mm-hmm. you go Puerto. to com, yeah that's his handle. It goes... It's Daddy Yankee. So he's always been El Jefe. And so if you go to eljefe.com, that takes you to Daddy Yankee's Score page. Score for
0: you guys. Right? Well, here's what
1: happens. <laughs> <laughs> here's what happens. Score. So ours is... And I have a funny story about El Jefe Tequila. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know if you remember Pato, but he was the... Um, he was basically in charge of all the music radio stations, the programmer for the entrevision. Yeah, so, you know, all the radio stations. So he knows. Anyway, I we had to look up the name El Jefe Tequila. We knew who El Jefe was Daddy Yankee. Right. El Jefe Tequila was Pato who was an employee at EntreVision.
0: In Monterey, Central Coast? He was in LA. He was
1: in LA. But I was in Monterey. And yeah. when we did the go daddy, whatever you find out who owns it to contact him say hey, we'd like it was Pato. Who worked with us at Entrevision? Wow! So I muscled it out of him. So yeah. we got like you don't need it. it, it fucker. You don't Come need on. It. it. He's like, well, I was gonna start a tequila company. Like, right? yeah. yeah. No, he no, did. we're no, gonna no. start. I'm like we already got it. We already like, trademarked. Yeah, don't you're be too silly, late. dude. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah you you're know, working for Entrevision. <laughs> 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 we have the trademark. So yeah, we got that from him. But what happened was after almost two years, <laughs> two years of just sitting on the tight on the. um the name right. and the trademark, um, we get a call from Daddy Yankee's manager. <laughs> Apparently, Daddy Yankee had started a tequila called El Cartel. Mm. And they were trying to push cartel. Right. And it's like, dude, like there's kind of very few places. How is that going to to the masses, right? You know what I mean? It's like cartels. Yeah. that yeah. We all know what cartels do and the limits They'll go
0: to right make their point. So it's like naming a tequila like no abortions, <laughs> like something. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, just it doesn't just have kidding. a good ring to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think
1: they invest. He, the attorney was basically saying that they already invested millions, several million, in the El cartel brand. Right. But it wasn't getting any any traction. I'm like, well, surprise, surprise, right? Like, who's gonna walk up and say, "I'd like two shots of cartel, El cartel, or whatever"? Yeah. So and they're moment of clarity to say maybe this wasn't a good name and we're getting a lot of pushback feed you know pushback and his name was he already had the website dot mm. so they were like oh el Jefe tequila so they punch it up you guys pop up and we own it right yeah. so he re- they reach out to ryan and it's the manager of daddy yankee and he's like look we'll give you two million dollars and five percent and that's when i got the call from ryan saying okay it's time we got to we got to get off our ass. We got to. We got to start. We got to push this. We got to start making shit happen. So I kind of jumped ahead, but or went back. So that there's like the creation of it. Yeah, right. Keep, keep tracking. <laughs> what We're the gonna... fuck? Yeah. <laughs> 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 time traveling. <laughs> We're time traveling. So um, at that, that point, stays off the air, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that story. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. For all of you, yeah, you missed the story before we started. Yeah. So. um
0: so, yeah. But now he's saying, you, so now you get this offer, you're going well, a percentage, we and it's like, oh, wow, but yeah. now you get the okay to, like, move forward. I think
1: at that moment, that's when Ryan's like, damn, if we're getting $2 million just for the name, you know, just the <laughs> trademark. Went out, we didn't have a bottle. We didn't have, you know. At that moment, he's like, all right, we need to. So went down to Mexico, checked out all the distilleries. That's when we found the boutique one, very good. Quality juice, um, had a cool bottle, which was more in line with the, Patron bottle, the uh, Don Julio older, you know the regular yeah, bottle, yeah, I loved it. and that was kind of the shape. We kind of went with a very sexy bottle for that shape, um, and then that distillery was providing, and then that's when a couple of years ago George Straight, and that's I was kind of saying that now everybody's in the tequila business. Everybody, even the freaking Kardashians, with I don't get it, you know eight one
0: eight yeah. and. It just makes no sense. Everybody's done it. You know that guy that holds the signs on social media? He does the cardboard (laughs) sign. Yes. He wrote one that says, uh, just because you're a celebrity doesn't mean you should start a tequila brand. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you
1: know, like, anyways. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, right or wrong, good or bad, like, we did it way before it was the fad, right? Right. We started it in 09. We really got it off the ground probably by 15 when I moved to, when I left. Is when it re- became a bottle. We had the distillery, we had distribution, so things things moved very fast once we had a yeah, yeah. bottle. Um, we're at the Concourse Elegance because Ryan and Carmel and his connections, and so we're there at the. At yeah, the you're show. so fucking connected. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're we're there at the they're selling the G five jets, and we're.
0: And we're, uh, we're there selling the G five jets. You hear that, guys? <laughs> Look, I got to use one of these sound effects of like, like, God damn. <laughs> so so the, the the like West Coast
1: president of um Sud, oh, southern, southern Wine and Spirit, right? Of yeah. Southern Wine Spirit is there, and here we are in the far corner. So he has his Southern which probably if you go into a bar, they probably provide 80 to 85% of the, the liquor behind the counters or behind right. the bar. And so here he comes in there, and, of course, Southern is providing the alcohol, except in the corner by Mercedes and where we're at, which is the whole VIP area, essentially, right, where everybody's hanging out, and it's in the shade, and it's in the hangar. It's this huge El Jefe. we got the El Jefe girls wow. at the El Jefe table. Yeah, I've seen the post. And pose. this guy's looking like... Who the hell is, what What the hell is this? Like, Where did they come from? So they signed us basically on the spot. Wow. And this is, they're the largest distributor um, in the United States. Uh, you know, there's Diageo, which is the major mega distributor of the world type thing. But in terms of just, you know, in the bars here in California, especially, but, and tequila, you know, <clears throat> if you look at you the place, I always say, I used to know all these numbers and i kind of rusty at it, but we're the largest consumer of tequila, in the world right right and a third of the tequila consumed essentially at the time at the time i'm sure numbers change because tequila is starting to take off like if of you went to europe 10 years ago like good luck trying to find
0: impossible you know it was impossible any, any
1: good quality tequila yeah but it's starting to you know, it's it's definitely moving around um we're we, right before covid we were working on getting it into china Because that's the market of all markets, right? So we actually created a bottle with the red and the gold, and we have you know why red and
0: gold? That's weird. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I mean, everything. It's strange marketing.
1: Yeah, it's funny how marketing works, right? It's beautiful. Um, but anyway, so yeah, all this happened, and um, it's it's been a fun run. You know, it's been a good time and that's where that's you know. a,
0: that's that's beautiful man I, I again congratulations on that that's humongous
1: yeah and and it's been great you know because even like i remember when we signed jose ramirez yeah he was a young up and coming but i i met with his manager i met with him he was an Olymp u.s olympian um, undefeated great kid and we we're like so i talked to my partner and we we're like all right let's sign him so i was running around telling everyone hey this kid's gonna be the future world champ you know and, you know, whether they laugh in my face or laugh behind my back, you know, everybody's like, you know, Aaron's a dreamer. Scobie's dreaming. He's dreaming. And probably what four or five years later, two-time undefeated world champion, WBC, WBO, won his first world champion in Madison Square Garden. El Jefe de Kiela's right there. He's wearing it on the it's belt. He's wearing it on the shorts. You know, it's like, and we're on top rank boxing on Univision Network TV. We're the center, and it's just like, just an idea, and you just, you know. I've had ad agencies look at some of the stuff and they're like, how much did you have? that cost? The, you know, Laguna Seca or the whatever. Yeah. It's like, you must have $300,000. Cause yeah. the ad agency, of course, course. It's like, Oh man, we MacGyver that shit. You know, it was like, but it's, it's again, it's been a good run and tequila. The COVID happened that definitely, you know, slowed it up a bit because of the events. Know, but, that but, did, but did it, well, like, it what, didn't what, what hold the, on. Cause it people fucking started drinking. Okay. COVID did not slow down drinking. Right. Covid slowed down brands trying to create right. themselves because we were getting in events. So that's what we did so well that we were at the we were scheduled to be at the Cali Roots. We were scheduled to be at the Carmel Jazz Festival, the San Jose Jazz Festival, like a lot of events because then we were the tequila, just right. like Cali Roots that performed. We were we were the provider. Ryan Sanchez, my partner, was the provider of the. And then we have the Nitro Draft Systems that came from the same group, Top Hat, that does um, Coachella. Yeah. So we're in the circles of, like,
0: of pushing the, top the product. Of the top yeah. events, yeah, And pushing of the product. So and the exposure you would have got because of those uh, shows, right. events. Like, when we did Kelly Roots, it was Snoop Dogg,
1: Nas, and it was Cinco de Mayo. And if, what better day to have a margarita, Cinco de Mayo, with all the... Wow. You know, and... Um, so, you know, those are things that... <clears throat> Have been a great experience, a lot of fun, um, but again, I always say that's kind of my my side hustle.
0: Yeah, you
1: know, no,
0: I I, I got I gotta ask. Like ever since I've known you, you've always been successful. You've always been an accomplisher. You've always been a go getter. The and, and not only <laughs> successful in business or in investments or in properties, the house you had, like just like in so many ways. Have you ever had any failures like yeah. <laughs> like, like have you had any like yeah. cuz I never saw it and I'm, I'm sure You know what's
1: funny it's funny you say that because mm. if you had asked me what success is when I was younger it was all those things you just mentioned the right. money the house the titles all that shit but uh, a good friend of mine who I grew up with he kind of made a and through my experiences through through situations where he kind of was commenting to me saying you know Aaron you're so successful I'm so proud of you from where you came but I had failed at my marriage my relations with my son like and I told him I was, and he's married and has five kids and like in love and i like you know and I said Daryl I said I've learned there's a completely I have a complete different definition what success is right now right so I know what he was referring to, kind of what you were saying—the houses, the cars, the the money and bullshit. But um, I find I don't see myself as a success. I, I don't, and I, because I, I failed at the things that are most important in life, right? My relationships, my personal relationships, relationships with my child, my son, right? Um, that's why I feel so blessed to have Ruth because I somebody now. It's like I told her, I'm not, I'm not fucking this one up. I'm I'm old enough to. I I finally learned wise enough wise enough yeah yeah. I've learned the hard way many times so but yeah I guess my failure I don't see it as me being successful as much as um the the things that really matter I've I think I've failed miserably like I'm very good at failing at the important shit right I I I don't want
0: to disregard that and I respect that a lot but at the same time that's it, it just especially nowadays it's so fucking common People failing, you know, the family and relationship and the father and son thing. Like, it, it just happens so much that you still can't disregard everything you've accomplished in business. And, no. and, and and that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about business success. Yeah. Like, people get a job and they could barely keep a job, let alone manage uh, three employees, which you managed. Fucking, I don't even remember how yeah. many employees. Yeah. Uh, well, especially the
1: egos managing the anchors Eagles. the anchors, anchors. And the how fucking and stubborn
0: the, yeah. are anchors man <laughs> and, and then, and then and
1: the sales people want the money and right then, and, and, they and they want more like, money <laughs> and they,
0: you know you give me 20% I want 25% and, 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 and the then salaries the, and,
1: and the anchors want to make what the sales people yeah, like, like I, I you guys are driving in the BMWs and yeah, the Mercedes gas and
0: expenses <laughs> and shit and then not only that you were running the business the way you were running the business you would still have us sit down and watch The Secret and we're like what the fuck is The Secret by the end of the day if I don't have your goals, you're fired. And you're like, what a fuck, man! Like, and you made us write our goals, and you held it, and, and a year later, you followed up and made us read yeah, it, and yeah. it was like, dude, like, yeah. like you, like, I want
2: people. I get it. Families like pushing is hard. people. Yeah,
1: I like pushing people out of their comfort zone. You know, um,
0: I I've learned more from you in the little time that I spent with you than anywhere else. Like, no, seriously, I appreciate that. Like, seriously, I I do. I I I um
1: I had a funny message from Carla. Mm-hmm. Out of the blue, I hadn't seen her in Love years. Carla, I
0: Jasmine. I saw Chip. Like, anyways,
1: yeah. Oh. So I have this funny message. I'll let you listen to, and it was Carla, and she was like, "You know, Aaron, I just wanted to call, I'll tell you I was thinking about you, Scoby. I miss you." She goes, "Well, anyway, the reason I'm calling is because my daughter came home, and she was complaining about this teacher that is is really mean." Yeah. And I told her, I said, "Listen, the meanest boss I ever had yeah. was Aaron Scoby." But I learned so much. And she goes, I miss you. Nobody beats me like you, dude. You know what I mean? Like, to always push, push, push. And I think that's the thing. I've always tried to push people out of their comfort zone. But not to fail. It's more like, you know, just. I I, I always
0: ask that, especially when I have people that are such a big influence, uh, you know, now, like, influencers (laughs) on social media and stuff like that. Where did that passion come from to push people?
2: Uh,
1: You know, that's a good question because I just assumed everybody was like me. And I remember, I thought everybody wanted, uh, I always use the analogy of the Michael Jordan, which I had that poster that, you know, I failed many, many times. That's why I succeed. I assumed everybody wanted to be the leader. I assumed everybody wanted to take the game winning shot. So one of the biggest surprises I learned, and I realized that realization, when I had a team, a big team of salespeople, sales managers, I assumed I was going to have a you know, sharing the ball, like you right. giving them the game winning shot. Everybody wants the game winning shot. Everybody. And I, there was a big surprise when I realized very few people
0: want to take, want to take shot.
1: that game winning shot. That means that when all the pressure's on the line, right. Yeah. Like, using sports analogies, you know, there are very few Kobe's out there, very few Michael Jordan's out there that like, give me the damn ball. Right. Um, so I think it's just something innately where it's like, it was just comfortable to me. It's like, I just assumed everybody was the same way. And then when I would, Give the opportunity, thinking that's what they want. You would realize they'd clam up and they would almost get uncomfortable. You know, to the point where it was like I don't want that. So I had to learn to push people, but to to do it in a way where you know it's okay if you feel, like letting them know. Don't worry about because the, they put more pressure on them. most people. Yeah. We put pressure on ourselves. It's not even there. Yeah, you know, to succeed or worry. And I've learned, and that's why I always say I love Kendrick Lamar and his statement. It's like there's the, there's beauty in the struggle. Right. And there's s- ugly and success. Like and I've seen it more times than not the successful the success is more times than not. It's ugly. Yeah. You see people get greedy, you see it changes people. <laughs> mm. Damn, you just get electrocuted. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I just
0: totally hit the shot <laughs> the stems longer on this one than anything else. Denzel Washington had a statement that says, If you're not failing, you're not even trying. Thank you.
1: So the, like that's the, it. The line
0: is um Thomas
1: Edison. Right. So he was interviewed by a college student that did said, Mr. Edison, please tell us what was it like to fail 10,000 times before you invented electricity? And Thomas <laughs> said, my dear boy, I did not fail. I, I merely succeeded in finding 10,000 ways which did not work. <laughs> <laughs> <he's> like, <laughs> know, so there you go. Yeah, that's the other way to look yeah. at it.
0: And we were talking about it uh, on the phone call, which I love too. We were talking about, you know, root being the, the money being the root of all evil. Oh, yeah. Poverty being yes. the root of all evil. Yeah. So, I, so that's kind of how we got I, I was
1: listening to one of your podcasts. I think it was with the guy, with the, the uh, counterfeiter. Yeah, yeah. Arthur J.
0: Williams. Yeah.
1: Great, great, great interview. That guy was amazing. Just to great. hear his story.
0: Yeah. Everything he said, you could visualize it.
1: Yeah. Anyways. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah very articulate. Just but just the experience, right? Like, anyway. So you guys were talking about. Because I had this conversation with my partner, and it's like because I made this. I said, "Money's not the root of all evil; it's the lack of it." And he said, "No, it's not." And he's he's not the type to like really be argumentative or anything. I'm like, yeah. "Well, do tell. What do you mean?" Like yeah. you know. And he says, "Aaron, money's just an instrument." And I go, "Okay." And he's like, "It's not. Money's not the root of it. The lack of it's not the root. It isn't." you know, evil. He goes, cause what you're essentially saying is if you don't have money, you're evil. And if you have it, you're not. And it's like, okay, good point. And he's like, look, money just magnifies the person you are. He goes, yeah. so if you're generous, kind giving, you have money, it'll magnify it. If you're greedy, arrogant prick, you know, it, it, and I've seen that. And that's when I was like, you know what? I, I, I believe that. I believe it's just an instrument and in you Cause I have friends, even brothers that I know, that have a lot of money and they're completely different. Yeah. One is with money and how the other, and it does money does magnify to that degree because it gives you that freedom. I always love to say money doesn't buy you freedom, but what it does do is it buys you the time to, or money doesn't buy you happiness. Right. But what money does do is it buys you the time
0: to figure out what makes you happy. Right. (laughs) If if that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) I, I like the wolf of wall street. I've been a rich man and I've been a poor man and I choose rich every fucking time because if you have a fucking problem you deal with your fucking problems in the back of a fucking limousine a $40,000 watch and a fucking mop. Yeah. <laughs> like Roar! yeah Bro, he killed that fucking role. That so no, and, and, I, and, I, and I like how I was trying to challenge you and say, but, but you know, if you look at the poor areas, there's just so much robbery, rape, everything, because there's a lack of money. And then if you look at the rich areas, like, it's a little bit better. But then again, if you get into, like, the George Soros yes. things, then yeah. that's just pure evilness, where they're just turning people against people yeah. and stuff. And I love the statement that you said. And he goes, Robert, that's like water, you know? You can fucking hydrate people around the world with water, or you can drown them in water. And I was like...
2: <laughs> I was like point well taken <laughs> Touche yeah, Yes sir that's very
0: fucking good No but again it's just like uh, you, You've been a big inspiration I swear many things that you've told me I remember So I was working for you And I got Harley Davidson to do ads And I was like how come you guys aren't doing ads with us And they're like well you're a Hispanic channel And I go I'm Hispanic and I own a Harley Davidson Like what's up And they're like alright we'll do something We were going to do that event We're gonna do a fucking or that cheekies over there, and you know, set it up live, bring them in, and then they were gonna do hot dogs and burgers, whatever. And I was playing a poker game with the owners of uh, Octane. I I remember, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, anyways, one too many drinks. I was with (laughs) a girl. Called me up. I met up with her. (laughs) Her friend was there, and then she was like, you know, take me home. And I was like, okay. Two children hey. later. And then, No, no, no this is separate. This is a different, yeah. Was, hey, 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 hey. Hey. Come on. Hey. Come on, man. You're jumping bus. This is another girl. And she was like, yeah, take me home. And I was like, I'll take you home. And her friend was like, you're not taking her home. And I'm like, you suck. And she, she took her away. And I was like, oh. So I walked to the McDonald's right there in, uh, on Monterey. And when I walked to McDonald's, it was like 2 a.m. or 1 3, I don't know. And I was like, uh, I was like, I'll get two chicken sandwiches and some nuggets. They're like, sir, you can't be in the drive-thru, you know, ordering food. And I was like, I'm drunk. I'm not going to drive, you know. They're like, uh, you, we can't. I'm like, you suck. So I get in my Jeep and the drive-down and in the drive-thru, you know, what you like to order? And I was like, chicken sandwich and burp, burp, pull out of the drive-thru. And I was like, fuck, you know. So they, I, I, I pull out of the drive-thru. Uh, I don't know why, but I had a gun in the car. Oh. Yeah. I had a gun in the car. Body had, in the trunk? No, the body I got rid of on time. You know, just... Uh, you know, <laughs> just jokes. So, uh, you know, so... The, but I had a gun in the car and, and the big issue with the gun... Anyway, so they arrest me. I got a DUI. The big thing with the gun was I was in a Jeep and they were trying to say that I had the gun under the back seat and I had the ammunition separate. But because it's a Jeep and there wasn't an actual oh, trunk, Jesus. you know, it, it was dumb. Anyways, I beat it. It was fine. But... That was the weekend of Harley Davidson, and they called me up Monday and they were like, You didn't show up, and this, that, 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 that. And long story short, I said, Look, I, I'm not gonna work for the company. You know, I, I'm not gonna work for Entrevision anymore, yeah. but I'm gonna make good. I already spoke to Aaron. Aaron's, We're all gonna make good. We're gonna take care of you. We're gonna do this event. And uh, I promise, it's the last thing I'm gonna do before I leave the company. And they're all, Well, what do you mean? And I was like, Yeah, you know, I got at the UI this past week and I was arrested, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, Where are you gonna work? And I was like, I don't fucking know. I just want to take care of you guys. They're like, you want to work with us? And I was like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, Harley Davidson. So they fucking started, I started working with them and the role they gave me was um, we didn't have salespeople because to have a salesperson, you got to have a sales license. Mm-hmm. Okay. We didn't have sales salespeople. We had uh, customer experience managers. So they can upsell the motorcycle as much as possible. But when it comes to numbers, they got to talk to me. So, I was finance manager, I was general manager, I was the salesperson, I was this, and I was racking up all these commissions and I was making so much fucking money. And I remember I went to you and you're like, Robert, in a year you need to come back. And I was like, I don't know if I can, bro. <laughs> like, like, I'm making. TV's dead. Three Get it out. Four Get out. Times. <laughs> yeah, I'm making so much money. And, 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 and little advice that you'd give me, you'd be like, Robert, continue living your life the way you were living your life. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you were living off four grand, live off four grand. With yeah. the rest of the money, you had that whole age thing. Yeah. You know, if you're yeah, 30, right. pretend you're going to live to 100, 30% goes into uh, savings, 70% goes into investment. Yeah. You know, when you're yeah. 40, yeah. vice versa. And still just live by that. And, and, and just stuff like that, you know, I was like, dude, this is so golden. And I've repeated it and I've told them, you know, I've told people, like, it's just very, very wise. And, yeah. and, and again, till today, I still say thank you, sir. No, I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, I've always been amazed how they don't in school teach the basic things like interest rates, FICA scores. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, they just don't teach the, you know, the uh, financial literacy of sorts. And it's just basic stuff, you know, because saving, of, yeah, yeah,
0: saving, investing, credit scores, how to keep your credit.
1: Yeah. The importance of credit. How to work your right? money. You know, yeah. it's, it's like if, if, they always say, "Don't worry about your reputation." I think John Wooden said it. He goes, "Don't worry about your reputation. That's who people think you are. But worry and protect your character because that's who you really are." Well, if right. you want to know what your character is on paper, it's your FICA score,
0: right? You know what I mean? That's your character. And, story. and
1: accountability to that responsible responsibility of financial. And I've always been surprised that um, I've always spoke numbers. I mean, that's always been my line. You know, yeah. how do you run Spanish stations? I speak. I speak numbers. I speak the universal language, but
0: you don't even the, say numerals like
1: <laughs> numbers. <laughs> numbers. <laughs> but I remember. I don't know if you recall, but I would always, when we would do the all employee meetings, I would always encourage people in the newsroom, and the sales, and the administration. I'd always in engineering and accounting. I would always always take a moment to talk about the four hundred one k. Pay yourself first, always, and push it. You know, and I've had some really cool. My, my, I, I, I've had a lot of failures though, Sharon, personally, but my, when, if you said what is your greatest success or what are you most proud of, it's been the growth and development of, of people that, that I've yeah. been with and, and, to see the response, you know, just hearing what you have to say. And, but well, like uh, you
0: said, when Carla reached out to you, yeah, just like that, that kind of stuff well, is amazing. And I,
1: ironically, Carla um, is also came to me at one point cause I pushed her, you know, we were very close with Carla, right? I mean, she was, did all her
0: research and. <laughs> And I, and she, she was, was a, a single passion. mom. Yeah. Single she was mom. passionate. Ha- so, Halloween, the, the amount of time she put into her costume. Yeah. She was anyways, that, that's she sad. was amazing. She person. Was amazing person. Amazing person.
1: But I pushed her on the 401k cause it was like, nobody understands that. And I kept telling her, Car-, I tell everybody, but I'd be like, Carla, pay yourself first. Cause what you, if you don't put that money aside, then you're paying uncle Sam. He's going to take a tax and you may as well get the whole amount untaxed. And I would explain it. Well, and she didn't do a lot. Like, I understand you're not in a position to do, you know, 15% of your paycheck. Right. But it was about, I, I, Robert, I don't know if it was a year or two years, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget. She came to me and she was like, I have saved $15,000. Yeah. Like, and here's a, a single mother that had never saved a dime. And to her, 15 grand was, but it, it's all relative, right? I mean, right. that's why I was saying when you made that comment, hey, whatever you live on, like, you know, it's like.
0: Continue doing that. Yeah, continue
1: that. But it's, I, I got a buddy serious.
0: of mine. He just came into millions. He yeah. got into an accident, and uh, anyways, I won't get into the, like the details. But he made millions, and and it's like, it's like I want to buy a house for a million dollars tops. Oh, so he's being smart about it. He's, he's being. <laughs> Cheap as fuck. He's all, I don't want nobody to fucking know. That's impressive. Uh you know, I, respect I, I, that. I told my friend I fat, thought you were gonna tell me the opposite. No, 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 like no. He's no. blown through it. No, not not at all, man. Yeah. He, he's he, it's it, it seems like he's cheaper now than before. Oh
1: well <laughs> uh, I always say own your shit, don't yeah. let it own you. Yeah. Because I've seen that a lot where it's like there's that balancing act. There's those that, Right. You know, always, I always love the saying where it says if you took all the money in the world and you divvied it up equally amongst everybody. Within five years, it'll be back exactly
0: where it was. Well, that's what that's what happened. Yeah. That's what happened with the whole COVID thing. Everybody was getting disability yes. or unemployments or whatever the case is or COVID this yeah. or COVID that, yeah. this, that. It all went back to corporations. It, it went, went back right to the same back. people. Yes. I was in Vegas when they kind of opened up Vegas. How crazy was this COVID thing, huh? Yeah, right? Like yeah. I was just talking about this the other day. I was like, dude, I remember like when being in lockdown and, and mm-hmm. running into my motorcycle homies. And when we saw each other for the first time, we were like, can we shake hands? Do we take our helmets off? Do we keep gloves off? But anyways, when, when I went to Vegas that it opened up, my casino host was like, dude, these people are getting money from all over the place. And yeah. all they're doing is going to that fucking mall yeah. and they're buying the Dior shit. and yeah. the Fucking Louis Vuitton. It's just going right it's going back. Like it's just a new crowd spending right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, it's, it's it's true. So, yeah, I'm glad that you remembered that. that yeah, no, there, there's, there's, there's a bunch of stuff like that that I it just pops up. And I'm like, dude, fuck, I learned that from Aaron. Scooby know. told me that. Scooby, Scooby told me, Scooby me that. Scooby told me that.
1: Yeah. But, um, no, it's, it's, uh, it's been a great run, great experiences. And, you know, I um, definitely, I, I, I do believe in that statement, own your shit, don't let it own you. You know, um, you start chasing the Joneses. It's like, you know, people spend money they don't have to impress people they don't like. And, yeah. you know
0: shit they don't need i think people are getting that more now with the whole social media like people i I, I mean social media social media is all about look at me and look and it's like it's not
1: their house it's not their car it's not their you know everybody's posting to show like and show off. no one yeah no one's showing the the fact that they're past due bill and no one's showing that they they
0: don't i don't think that's going to last too long You know, I like uh, the look at me, look at me, look at me. I mean, if it's legit, whatever, it's legit. But if it's not legit, I don't think it's going to last long because, you know, I've kind of posted, you know, like my trips when I've gone to Dubai or Qatar and this, that. And I'm like, this doesn't get many hits. And then when I do a video of like, hey, guys, what's up? Look what I did to my motorcycle. It's fucking a $50 part and like that hits. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. They don't care about what I post. They care about Mm -hmm. me. You know, like the the per the person's the value. Yeah. You know what I mean, and I, and I think now we're gonna see that that trend, the evolution of it. Yeah, because I because I, 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 I posted so. so much cool shit, and I'm like, this didn't hit a lot. And they're like Robert, because yeah. it's like whatever, dude. Well, like, everybody's doing it. Right? Yeah, everybody's doing it, everybody and even everybody. better, <laughs> and even better. Like, who gives a fuck? You know,
1: it's funny me being a background of marketing and you know owning tequila, being chief of marketing and officer, and doing all these things in the TV and radio industry. And I understand the importance of social media. Right. I, I have a, but I personally don't do social media. You know what I mean? I don't have a personal Instagram or TikTok or Snapchat or Twitter or none of that. Like, <laughs> I just, I like my privacy. Yeah. I'm the type if I have a party, I'd prefer to So take you it. don't
0: have it because of your privacy or you don't have it because you just don't even care for the whole social media aspect? Um
1: you know, I was into Facebook when Facebook came out. Yeah. I yeah. Thought that was great. You know, I always said Mark Zuckerberg was the best wingman ever. Right. You know, back in the right, day, of <laughs> course. Thank <But> you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you, Mr. Zuckerberg. Thank you for your services, sir. We salute you. <laughs> um but, yeah, I just, it, it got to the, I don't know, I just don't see a lot of value. I see all these girls doing there and guys It's look at me and always, like I said, per- throwing out their, it's not their house, it's not their cars. Like, now you see a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, people come to my house and it, they're constantly doing the, I don't even have social media, so it's like, I think I'm under the radar, you know, what I do and who I do it with and where I do it, and I prefer that to be my business and no one else's, but because of social media, all of a sudden, People know a lot more about me right. than I, you know what I mean? Or right. Because so like, other people that I'm with have social media. Next thing you know, they're like, "Oh, I saw you." And I'm like, "Oh
0: shit, man!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, it, it's complex. I, I got a, I got a couple friends of mine that they do TV, TV acting, and they've been doing it for years. They've been acting for like 30 years, and they're like, "This social media thing's fucking completely different." Like being a celebrity. Now with social media is like no bueno. You can't do shit. No. Like <laughs> no. <laughs> nothing. You Always can't. Like everybody's apps. watching everybody. Everybody's well, taking the pictures it, of you randomly. It's funny
1: because last night we, we were at this hot new club here in Hollywood. For, you know, ridiculously priced for everything. You're I don't even know how many. I mean, I'd be embarrassed to even say what the cost of the three tables we had. But the girls we were with, there was a girl that was there that was basically videotaping the entire time like at
0: our table and i finally was like hey cut it out yeah like dude no joke uh, a buddy of mine he's armenian he went and we were with Armenian. that's where we were that's weird yeah, you know? so, so you uh, we were there yeah you saw the video i, I saw <laughs> yeah i saw it was all over social media bro that's the image that's the thumbnail of this video um He was in Vegas, and he went to the marquee at the Cosmopolitan, and he's partying it up, man. And his wife's like, what are you doing? He's like, no, I'm just here with my friends, you know, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, when he gets home.
2: Screenshots.
0: Screenshots. She went and put hashtag marquee and all the pictures from the people of that night that posted. She would see like little, she would find pictures of him in the corner with like his head in their (laughs) breast, fucking champagne. Woo! Because they would make such a big scene that everybody was like, oh, look at this shit. This is crazy. And she found, dude, like it goes, she found that shit, bro. He's like, bro, I can't sleep at home tonight, bro. Dude, that's like, but think (laughs) how, but think how. (laughs) It's it's, it's, it's fucking crazy, but look how easy. It is Fucking like idiot <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot Femmeho, Like fucking Anasum Is what Armenians would say Anasum Like savage animal Like come on bro mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, No no So Social media changes it all up For me it's, it's, it's like What I hate Or what I think is evil About social media is Is when you're just consuming it yeah. when you're just fucking next 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 next
2: gratification next. and
0: an hour goes by so, and you're just like oh, yeah. dude this is terrible so uh, so for me it's like you're, I, call you're it's
1: you. I call them zombies I call them zombies because I had uh, I had a bunch of girls over a bunch of kittens and I was making dinner right and I was and as I'm cooking I mean I'm doing the whole thing right and yeah they're yeah. in the kitchen it was like five or six of them and they're all on their phone they're all yeah. no one's talking no conversation. And they're nice. just doing this scroll, scrolling. I know I'm scrolling up on their phone. You could see they're all doing the same thing. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, whatever. You know, I guess it's a new generation. But <laughs> yeah. when we sit down to dinner, we'll all, you know. Put your fucking
0: phone on. And they did. <laughs> 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 the, the they food
1: that food's sitting on the plate, yeah. and they're sitting there scrolling. Like, it was it was just uh, moment where you're just like jesus
0: but what well, what was that fucking show on netflix that was um talking about how they do the avatars of you black mirror no no it was kind of like a documentary basically what they were saying is is the the marketing and social media of i know of, which of, one you're talking about yeah. i don't
1: remember the name because i told i actually told
0: someone to watch it yeah 'Cause what what they do is with the information of what you like and what yes. you don't like, okay, they end scary. up the algorithm, they create mm-hmm. a avatar of you that looks like you in a sense in this computer world. Yeah. And then they do test products in front of your own avatar and yeah. be like, oh, I like serious. that. It's I don't creepy. like yes. that. And then they go ahead and they pump they pump it up. And 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 that that's that's kinda of where we're at. And then they also brought up the fact that like they go, look at people, they gamble. When you go gamble, you fucking pull the slot machine. It's like, mm-hmm. and then you hit it again. And, <laughs> and that's what social media is. You fucking, you know, you scroll yeah. it down and it's a new feed. And you're like, Triggers oh, your or, or on the dating apps, swipe left, swipe, swipe right. It, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just so inhuman. It's become so, you
1: know, I don't know. It's weird. Like you're literally, yes, yes, no, yes, no.
0: Yeah, it's fucking weird, <laughs> man. So I try to focus like like yeah I I do spend a lot of time on my phone, but I'm usually creating. I'm usually doing posts. I'm usually doing graphic designs. I'm usually doing images. I'm publishing a podcast. Like that's where I try to spend it. Good. My 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 new thing is the only place I look at TikTok is on a Stairmaster. Yeah. Thirty minutes, sixty minutes goes by quick, man. Wow! I'll cover it up and just sh- 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 oh shit, I'm done fucking drenched. <laughs> like, una sopa, you know, like TikTok that's
1: the one that everybody dances to, or is that Snapchat? Which one is the dance? No, no,
0: TikTok's TikTok. the dancing yes, one, so dancing. but they they've changed completely, bro. They're 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 a threat to Instagram. They're a threat to Facebook. They're a threat to everybody. They're TikTok. murdering TikTok. Yeah. Is, is that the one that's Chinese. owned by Chinese? Okay, yeah.
1: that's yeah. the one that China. Yeah. China, that's the one Donald Trump.
2: China, for China, for China. It, well, it, it's huge. They tried to ban TikTok.
0: Yeah, they did. They uh, did done, try to ban, yeah. but they didn't
2: work. Yeah, no, <laughs> they're they're the yeah.
0: shit right now. Oh, yeah. yeah well,
1: yeah, I thought that. Yeah, I remember something about that? Mm-hmm. We'll take it over
0: and then this is mm-hmm. way 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 left field but uh, since we said Trump and you know blah 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 and Biden's president did you hear about the uh, the democratic wild card of runner runner up for the election no so you know right now they're trying to bring Trump back Biden's obviously Don't not going to make Jackson. it sleepy joe no actually but cuz i, I, I just read running. something i, I read something that yeah, that was. Was, i did hear yeah. that and i was like no well sure. that that would be a runner up that's not a wild card okay, that'd be a so runner who's up the wild card? michelle obama huh? Really? Yeah. Ever since they they announced Dasanti, Dasanti, yeah, Dasanti uh, oh, from my Florida, <laughs> ever since they brought that because they were like, let's bring Trump back because Biden is not going to make. We don't even know if he'll finish, right? So let's get Dasani just in case. Dasani, am I saying it right?
2: Yeah. I, anyway, the something, Florida, the Florida guy. guy. Yeah, yeah.
0: So now that he ran up, they're saying now the wild card would be uh, Michelle Obama. Well, um, yeah. Hillary tried to
1: run off off a bill, right? I mean, yeah. it's already been tried.
0: It's been Wow Well, and Harris have, is in, so maybe that opened oh, up a see, have, like, I, I, the way. I, come, yeah, come we all, all do. I, yeah.
1: I have my issues. Um, yeah, well, being being at the, well, being the board of directors of the California Broadcast Association, we'd go to D.C. every year in February for the California Broadcasting, the National Broadcast Association. <laughs> so we would meet with all the senators and congressmen and, you know, pitch whatever our, our issues were. You know, whether it's the FM chip and the computer, because Apple blocks, (laughs) like our phone doesn't have, it has it in there, but it's not turned on the FM chip. So if there's a catastrophe and the towers are out, you would hope to be able to at least get the signal so you can get information. So that's something we were pushing for, for the safety or whatnot. That's one issue of many, right? Spectrum, all this type thing. Kamala Harris was the only person that after three years. Never would meet. Like, we met with fine stuff. We met with all of them. Even um Nancy Pelosi, we met with all of them. Kamala Harris was the only person that blew off the Broadcast Association every year. Really? Yeah. So I... I wouldn't I, even entertain not, it. No, she'd always send out one of her little college aides. Minions. And here we are. We got, you know, 15 of us from Fox, Univision, NBC, ABC, from California. Like, we're not... And no disrespect to any state. I won't even pick on a state, but... Right. We're California. Broadcast-like. Small, middle—you know what I'm mean? not saying that she yeah, should yeah. blow them off either, but we're there, and she never, never once. I was like, to me, you would think you would want to have a relationship with
0: with broadcasting networks of America. Hey, you would
1: think, but here she is, VP. You know, I would I, I, I assume she. But she was pretty fucking like,
0: like her, her, her story is pretty ridiculous too. Like when she was, what, what was she, DA or some shit? Yep. She would. San Francisco. She would pick and choose her cases. Okay. So if it was like if That's you right. were an individual in the world in trouble, she would give you the max sentence. But if you were some you kind of like gangbanger or like <laughs> something something big in a mob, they would, she, wouldn't, she wouldn't even take it. She'd be like oh, fuck this. So she would always fuck the little people over. Like that's the rumors that. Well, that, apparently we were the little people, and she knew it way, way before I did. <laughs> right. she's like,
1: I don't need you, broadcast people, because right, because I'm a be VP. I got Google, and, and I YouTube. got Biden. <laughs> Biden's gonna fucking yeah.
0: <laughs> Biden, motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, California. What, what do you think's going on with California? Everybody moving out. Like you know, people are like, I'm moving out. Some people are like, I love California. Like here's the thing, I love California. I like LA. I like LA. Yeah, I have fun here. I love California. That's love that's, California. that's my passion. Uh, business wise, investment wise, predictions. Anything. Well, that, you know,
1: I'm not going to go all there. Other than I, I understand why people move out financially. I mean, the great example of Joe Rogan. He didn't sign that contract with Spotify until he left. Until he left, and the day he moved, he signed it for 100 million. He saved 15 million dollars <laughs> approximately just in taxes, taxes. Mm-hmm. so <laughs> what
0: he saved by getting out of california and he, elon musk i mean you know how many billions did he save? right i mean Among so us. i get it and like, but but not only was it the money but it was all the restrictions too well that, oh yeah
1: exactly so not only the financial so the, from a financial standpoint i understand it right um but i'm like you i, I enjoy your shit and you know, own your shit don't let it own you so yeah you know it's easy for me to say i don't have 15 million i'm saving yeah, by worrying. moving but I, I prefer to you know live where i want to live and I've lived in great places, and you know, Monterey and L.A. and
0: I, I forgot. I forgot where I heard it, but somebody was like, "Imagine if you made X amount, like just any, living anywhere in the world, you made X amount, and then you visit California, like, dude, California's cool, I want to <laughs> live there." And they're like, "All right, you can move here, man, but you got to give up like ten to fifteen percent of your fucking money." <coughs> Would you do it? And it's like, Oof. yeah, know? well, that's what it means. Yeah. Some people, Let yeah, sleep r- on it. Sleep on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love California, but
1: growing up in the Midwest, it's like I've experienced it. So, I I love the variety. I love the weather. I love the mountains. I love the ocean. The desert. The all of it. Every, all of it. Yeah, it's like especially being centrally located. Now it's just like it's the food for me. Close to everything. Yeah, I, I the do fresh love
2: produce. you Can't yeah. beat it. I, I can't beat it.
1: I yeah, love the it. food's amazing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Russia. Yeah, but it's 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 been nice. It's been nice. How long you been down here in LA now?
0: 2000, 2008. Oh, so you... Where, 2000, I mean, yeah. yeah, 2008. Yeah, I didn't Ever realize. since then, never left. But you came from to Harley down here? Uh, yeah. Was that,
1: oh, okay. I thought yeah. you were Harley up there for some reason. I was Harley up there. Okay. I was Harley okay. up there,
0: Monterey <laughs> County, Harley-Davidson. <laughs> and uh, Roger and Kyle <laughs> took that over. And then I transferred to Van Nuys Harley-Davidson. And they were there for 45 years working there. Uh, B was at uh, Lieberman. And then I, I just... Didn't work out. You warned me, blah blah. It's on record. <laughs> it's you, on record. You, you're like Robert. I don't know, bro. Like you know, some people's. You know, uh, anyways. So uh, that 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 just you know, uh, my, my my grandfather has an expression it's called saying uh, better lost than found. Yeah. That a person's better lost than found. And, uh, I'm going I'm to yeah, use that one. I'm still trying to lose, <laughs> like you yeah. know. But um, yeah, after that, man, uh, Harley. Then the Van Nuys, they ended up closing after 45 years or something. Something complicated. Blah blah blah. They transferred, but who knows what? And then the, I, I've been here the whole time. I was at Burbank and then Studio City most of the time. But what's funny is before I got to Monterey, I lived in L.A. Yeah, you know. So I kind of I, I went to I went to Walter Reed Junior High. You know, I went to Canoga Park. Oh, uh, so went this to is Walton, yeah Woodland Hills. So I was in Monterey for a few years. It was just my mom. Uh, wanted to get the kids into like better schools and lived like you know. So that's
1: why you were up there. That's
0: why we were up there. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. How did you even hear about the position when at Univision? Fuck man, I'm trying remember? to remember. Uh, I was doing. Te- I came. I turned. I finished high school there. I finished uh okay. I finished high school there. As soon as I finished high school, I was like, oh, peace. I'm out. Fuck this place. Like, because uh, I was in Watsonville, dude. And like, <laughs> I was like, no, yeah, no thank no, no. you. You know Watsonville. <laughs> Are you familiar uh, with that? North, right? Yeah, yeah, central central yeah. coast. So it's like it's where they make Martinella apple juice. Anyways, I, I I booked it. I was like, I'm fucking out of here. So I came straight to LA and and funny story, the same way, funny story about the Harley, how I got into Harley, I went to a dealership and I, I bullshitted about a job. Like, oh yeah, I work here and I do this and I make this <laughs> much. They sell me the car and I'm like, score. The car starts acting out and I'm like going to the dealership. Like every day, like, hey, my car's acting out, my car's acting out. And then the girl goes, uh Barbie, her name was Barbie. She's like, she's like, Robert. You're here every day. Are you here to pick up a paycheck. You know, they might as well just pay you. <laughs> you're like, good you idea. <laughs> you're gosh, I you the know. Way you I think? Oh boy, you know. <laughs> so then I applied for a job. Was the day they said they were going to fix the car. Was the day that the bank called for verification of employment for what I put on the application. Was the day that the bank called the finance manager saying they're not going to fund that deal to get that fucking car back where he calls Michael, a friend of mine still today, and he says, get Robert here. He lied on the application. Fucking, we need that car, all right? Yeah. And he's like, well, he's downstairs doing an interview. I'm in the interview, and they're like, how much do you want to make? And I'm like, three grand. They're like, well, we want you to make 10 grand. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. Like, i go to what Side. He goes, you're going to do good. The fucking finance manager comes down. He goes, you're lucky I don't call the cops. The car stays here and forget the job. You're, 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 you're done. You know, you lied on the application. I was like, oh. Shit, we're taking your stuff out of the car. They're Whoa, taking the stuff out of the car. Shit. Michael is giving me a ride back, and as he's giving me a ride back, he gets a phone call, and they said, uh "Bring him back." Yes, and he's like, "I, I got to bring you back," and I was like, "No, no, bro. no, I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm good." Don't, good don't, bro. He's like, he's like, dude, I got to like, and he was so nice, he like convinced me. He's like, dude, I, I, I think we're gonna be good. Like, but you have to go back, and I was like, I don't want to go back, dude. Like. Drop me off here. <laughs> yeah, I'm a good. freeway. I will walk. Anyways, he takes me back. I walk back into Glendale Mitsubishi. Uh, I walk in there. I'll go see the general manager. I see the general manager. They throw me the fucking keys to a brand new car, a brand new Mitsubishi. And uh, they said, You start Monday. I go, I don't have my sales license. And they're like, Go to the DMV, we set up your appointment. I was like, I don't have cash to pay for the license. I was yeah. like, Print them out a check. They printed me out a check. Fucking I started working for that. Nice. So I was doing that. And then I got into 10 cells where I was just traveling all over California, fucking killing, making money. I was making like four, I was making three to four grand a weekend on 10 cells. It was crazy. It was just three days. It was insane. <laughs> and then uh, they made that illegal in the state of California. And then I was in Mon- my mom was still in Monterey or Santa Cruz, so Watsonville. And then I applied. And I remember, I forgot who was working the front, but she was like, "Yeah, the the TV person's Jeannie, and oh, that's the right. and the uh, radio guy's Tony." And I was like, um, "She's like, I think you should talk to Tony." You're looking for a job. <laughs> and I was like, Jeannie's a girl, right? And she's yes, like, I yeah, Jeannie's a that. girl, but you're really what? better off with Tony. I was like, I'll take my chances. Jeannie.
2: <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs>
0: Damn it. Then, where's Tony? Yeah. And then fucking Jeannie's uh, uh, like, go see Tony. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> go see Tony. Go see Tony. And he hired me. And then fucking that's it. Yeah. I was doing the radio and the events. I,
1: I just remember <laughs> what I always remembered about you was when, you had the gift of the silver tongue. Like, there were so many times you'd come in my office and we'd start talking, and, and I would, I just remember laughing so hard. We would talk so, many, so much. Just I don't even know shit. about what. I know, <laughs> that's <laughs> what I mean. It's like you'd come in my office, and it's like most people are scared to come in my office or, you know, avoid it. I never you, thought you were know, scary at all. No, but
0: you would, you were, yeah.
1: and I had great conversations with you. you yeah. Know what I mean, like, people always avoided, you know,
0: dodging so like, you and stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, and uh, people would talk about it. Yeah. I remember one time I, I showed up to the station drunk, like, at the middle of the night. I was, like, with, the, with some girls or something. I was like, check out this radio station I worked for. And I walked in there, and I left all the anchors' notes. I love you guys, Robert. <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm admitting this now, but I guess it's a good time, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? For all you
1: reporter anchors out there. <laughs>
0: yeah. But a lot of the anchors are still there, huh?
1: Well, they changed the model. Everything's been changed, centralized. I mean, there's no news team there. They have, but that's everywhere now.
0: Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's even in Los
1: Angeles, like right before I left Australia here um, this year, they don't even produce local news
0: here. It's yeah. all
1: everything's centralized.
0: It's so crazy because uh, when you hit me up for that Estrella job, I was like, uh, "You're like Robert. Look, I, I need people. This would be a good opportunity." Blah 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 blah. And I was like, "Wow, I'm gonna invest money in this other thing." And blah 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 yeah, blah blah. I and, and I, there was another option. And anyways, I didn't take that option. You're the option you offered me. And I took the other option and I lost a lot of fucking money. Like I lost, because I, like, I was investing in this project. I lost so much money. And I was like, I should have done this straight. <laughs> and then I talked to you and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, like, no. It's just. Television. It's, it's just dead, bad times. Dead.
1: It's a new world. So yeah, I've, I've made the jump. I'm in healthcare now, you know, but we're all. What are you doing in healthcare? So basically I'm marketing, um, physical therapists and nurses because that even that industry has evolved so much now that, you know, back in the day it was just, you go to the doctor, you go to the doctor's office, but now there's a lot of times that because you know, there's three ways of, like in the process of home healthcare, it's like basically the hospitals are incentivized to get the patient out, like not right. to sit there and hold them hostage, right? The insurance companies want, they would rather pay our company, you know, three grand versus ten grand a day at the hospital. The hospital is not incentivized after a point, and the patient would prefer to be at home in their own bed than right. at home most With most family. times. So it's a win-win-win. But right. basically, we have um, our company is uh, relatively new, but very done very well already in a short time. Is that we have probably forty-one therapists, nurses, we have specialists, in good, speech man. therapy, respiratory therapy, neuro. We have a a lady that uh, teaches neuro at Fresno State—that's one of our therapists. Which, you know, it's such a n- big business, but it's not the same where you and I would go out and try to sell airtime and advertising and right. t- convince someone they need to spend fifty grand on the airtime. Dinner and yeah, yeah. You know, this is a matter of like they're already sending nurses and because even the doctors, I, I've noticed it. Like <clears throat> you. The thought always is, is you go to med school to become a doctor. Right. And now you're going to help people and fix people. And what it's become, mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to sound derogatory to doctors, but doctors have become businessmen. Because what they do is they get their MD, he or she, and they put their name, the medical license, on the wall, and they right. start opening up all these offices. And, and charge then, a
0: flat fee well, for they the put, name. Well, they
1: put a nurse practitioner in there, and they have, right. a, you know, um uh, PAs and and you know LVNs, basically it's all the uh, those beneath the doctor that are yeah. literally the faces that are in there eight hours a day. Of course, and then they open up multiple offices. Multiple, so yeah. This doctor will will be making money from yes. yeah from all over the place. He's and then when cut they cut have to talk person.
0: to patients for certain <laughs> treatments, they they just do FaceTime well, they calls sign now. Off, yeah, they just do and, FaceTime and, calls and like they later. and they
1: sign off more more times than not. It's the PA, or, you know, or the LVN or the RN that is literally that
0: is doing yeah, the actual doing diagnosis and doing right. the work,
1: but then doctor just signs off. So now it's all coming in. It's like, they're just businessmen. Like, yeah, 100% very rarely. And I shouldn't say it in all cases, but I've seen where they're doing a lot less doctor work yeah, and more businesses and bringing people into run. I, I have medication. a good
0: doctor friend of mine. He does mm-hmm. similar stuff, but he does crazy doctor work. And he also does crazy business, you know, yeah. like that's just yeah. you know, the role he's in, but he's, you know, super busy. Yeah, Either so way, the
1: industry's changed a lot, and so in this I think
0: I think there's a, a fun a fun fact. I think there was a uh, more hospices in Glendale than the whole state of Florida. What? <laughs> yeah, see <laughs> that's scary. That's fucking. That's, that's super scary. scary. Hospices, like, that, like uh, they stopped it. They, yeah, they're done. Hospice is hardcore. You know,
1: yeah, as you know, that's yeah, where yeah. you're say goodbye you know yeah it's the end of the end oh
0: and i've heard i've, I've heard terrible stories well,
1: the, I, the, I would say this the people that work in hospice in my mind if i mean th- th- that's a um they should be angels i don't know how else to describe it you know that that, that every day is going in and
0: helping people you know yeah but, there, it, but 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 it, it's it's gotten i, I know what you're saying I, and, that's and i fair, couldn't do it
1: yeah i couldn't work yeah. in a hospice every day and i mean that would just be so heavy yeah. too way too heavy, you know. Yeah. But hey, you know those that do it. Thank God, there's people out oh, there. Oh, dude, I've heard horror stories. Well, I could imagine. I've heard
0: horror stories. Anyways, anyway, uh, Ruth, any closing statements? Anything you want to add? Yeah. What did you take out from this, or what did you learn? Mm,
2: what did I learn? Um, I really liked hearing about Aaron's view on himself and success, for sure. Because I think with experience and time. You know, you man- maneuver through life, and you start out with this idea and these goals, and once you reach them, you feel like you're going to have this feeling, you know? Yeah. But for Aaron, obviously, he got those things, and all of these um, titles, and um, I guess you can say the, the respect that he's gotten, it doesn't even come to mind with the word success, because yeah. he just sees it differently now that he's experienced he just sees it. The
0: fa- he just saw the yeah. failures, or that's what sticks out the most no, for him. No,
2: absolutely. So like I he think, almost
0: disregarded. And yeah,
2: yeah. and, and I've, I've also told him, you know, I think something that I'm really grateful for about myself is I try to learn from other people's mistakes, yeah. so that way I don't have to go through all of the dirty work and come to these realizations and learn these things. So that was probably my biggest takeaway.
0: That that that's beautiful, and and I think I think it's not the first time that people say <laughs> learn from other people's mistakes. But the problem was, uh, for me, especially before, it's like, well, maybe they had a mistake because they did it wrong. But now we're in a society where we kind of accept, like, oh, wait a minute, let me actually learn from other people's mistakes. And I think people are more accepting of this concept more now than ever than before
1: well yeah the saying is, is smart people learn from their mistakes wise people learns from others mistakes right yeah you know, that's right to being smart and wise that's right and i would you know why wisdom is interesting because that's it's seen as a positive right you know wisdom. it's like well how do you get wisdom through experience and how do you get experience by making mistakes I <laughs> I mean, making you mistakes, know what i mean yeah. so it's like um but yeah no i appreciate you having us on and yeah, it's great course, to see man. you again and success is See your success. I love it.
0: Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers. And, uh, we'll do this nice. again. And then uh, next time, let's uh, let's bring a sample of that tequila. Yeah, and I'll and bring do the it the Olympia right way.
1: I actually, I'll <laughs> try to bring Jose. I'll bring the world champ. And That'd be amazing. He's got some great stories from the Olympics to the just, it's a whole different living in that jet stream. I would call it, you know, he's living a few thousand feet above.
0: That's fucking beautiful.
1: <laughs> it's fun. But uh, great guy. Very humble. So Anytime. Yeah.
0: Anytime. Whenever you're in LA, bro, I swear to God any fucking time 3am (laughs) 4am I'll take you up on it (laughs) thank you guys right, brother thank you thank you